Let's face it, running a construction company can be chaotic. As business owners, we wear a lot of hats and we're constantly putting out fires. Luckily, there's a way to work simpler with Build a Trend. I'm a huge advocate for using technology to help run AFT, and Build a Trend is one of the most crucial tools I rely on to keep me on top of every detail. Built just for home builders and remodelers, this is an easy-to-use platform that helps manage all aspects of my business. My team's been using Build-A-Trend's project management platform for the last five years, and we love that they're always improving and adding new features to make our lives easier. This is something that we've really tried to take on internally to find ways to improve our system every day. Build-A-Trend just released a full set of financial services, added new tools like Takeoff to make estimates more accurate, and launched a total rebrand with a new mission to help change the future of construction, and we are on board. To learn more about how Build-A-Trend can help calm the chaos in your construction business, visit buildatrend.com backslash AFT. When you schedule a demo, you'll receive an exclusive 60-day money-back guarantee only available to my podcast listeners. I'm following Build-A-Trend into the future in construction. Come on board with us. Don't miss the Contractors Coalition Summit. You can go to ContractorsCoalitionSummit.com and join us in Minneapolis, Minnesota, Wednesday, May 15th through Sunday, May 19th. This is going to be an incredible event. Again, for all of you builders and designers looking to take your business to the next level to learn about all things, systems, organization, pricing, social media, marketing, how to be a better business owner, all the things that we wish we knew as early business owners many years ago. We're going to speak about that. Also give you a Dropbox with all the content, including contracts and other documents that we're using, as well as KPIs, key performance indicators. So don't miss it. It's a huge opportunity. Some amazing vendors will be there as well that you can network with. So again, Wednesday, May 15th through Sunday, May 19th, 2024 in Minneapolis. Go to ContractorsCoalitionSummit.com. Managing the monotonous, if you will, it's, it's the key to success, which is where most people fall off or don't succeed is that they're not consistent. You got guys that will just grind and figure it out and do the same thing repeatedly, 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 and they will win and succeed. You only lose when you quit. So welcome to the podcast today. We have Dustin Baker, who's president of Bioprotein Technology. So welcome, Dustin. Hey, Brett. How are you doing today, buddy? Good, man. I've, I've actually been really excited about this one. You're, you know, I've had some very unique guests here on the podcast over the years, you know, from all different aspects, you know, professional athletes and entrepreneurs and um, just every variety out there. Something I never really spoke a ton about is like human health and you know, our bodies changing and mental stress and all these things. And, and at the same time, you're an entrepreneur. And so you kind of fit the mold of like the ideal guest for, you know, our audience. So I'm excited to have you on today. Well, that's uh, one of the nicer things somebody's ever said about me. I appreciate <laughs> that. I, I, I hope to, uh, to follow through, you know, with that here. I, I don't know how unique I really am, but I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, I'm excited to do the show. I, I love doing stuff like this. So um, I'm excited to have a conversation and, and chat with you. So, so why this, this niche, you know, I know that our bodies change after 30. I know a lot of us, and I'm speaking to, you know, a lot of our audience too, you know, building communities. So construction, design, architecture, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs, we have a lot of medical, you know, health field people that listen. But one thing that's pretty common, I think for most of us is that it's really hard to find work-life balance, right? You're stressed with work, you're trying to build a business, uh, you know, construction is pretty labor intensive. And so, you know, and our bodies change as we get older, you know, diet sometimes is, isn't always great. So, you know, with you being in the athletic space and the, the bioprotein, which we'll get into, you know, walk us through just like how important it is to really be looking at health and diet and exercise and really this balance that we all need. Yeah, I, um, we're, we all are changing physiologically. It doesn't matter 
how old it doesn't matter how well you take care of yourself it doesn't matter how good you eat it doesn't matter how great you sleep those things are definitely going to help right those are the cheapest easiest fastest ways to either slow down the clock or feel better however we are going to physiologically change in fact a physician that we work with here in town he's got a great metaphor it's like um basically says as soon as you finish puberty it's like taking a paper cut every single day and eventually 20 years down the road you wake up 44 45 years old you're you have lacerations all over your body and you're doing massive blood loss and you wake up and look in the mirror and you don't feel like yourself anymore you don't have the same energy you don't you know you don't look the same as you used to in your 20s etc etc and i think as as entrepreneurs uh, and business people in general, right? People who are dedicated to their craft, whether they're an entrepreneur or they're on an executive team, whether they do anything, whether they're the janitor, right? They're, they're, they are, they're dedicated to their craft. They put a lot of those things first for a very long time, their families, their, their wives, et cetera. And they forget about themselves and um, they put everybody else first. And then they wake up and boom, pow, you know, you're 44, 45 years old. You look different. You feel different. And, uh, and you want it back. The thing is, is you don't, you don't have to wake up that way, right? You can, you can take measures along the way. Even if you're there right now, you can still take measures now so that you don't feel worse in 10 years from now, right? So diet, exercise, sleep, and hydration are the top four things you can immediately do. Most of them are free. You know, no one's going to buy food for you, but you know, uh, auditing your sleep, auditing your workouts, whether you're doing them or not, and um, auditing your nutrition and hydration are very simple things that we always recommend anybody who embarks on any type of program like we offer or any type of program that they're, you know, just doing it's New Year's, right? It's you got New Year's resolutions and all that stuff. Those are the first things that you should audit and take notice of to either improve or start doing first and foremost, if you're not doing them already. I love the audit aspect. I think it's pretty unique to really think about it that way because, you know, in building, you know, when I'm building a custom home, ideally when we finish the project, we're auditing it, seeing, okay, where do we have mistakes, issues, maybe letdowns of the client experience, you know, this whole journey here, you know, the financial aspect of it. When you're looking at it, when as you speak to hydration, diet, exercise, what specifically when you're counseling and working with clientele and being the advocate you are, I mean, specifically how can people better audit you know, their programs to get more, you know, benefit. Okay. So you're talking about the building process. Uh, you're talking about, um, you know, costs, material costs, et cetera, all of these things. You don't, you don't just go out as a builder. I I've actually been through the complete, um, commercial development space. I've, I've redone buildings. I've, I've owned spaces. I've, I've done all that stuff. I wouldn't say that I did it great or well, but you know, you had to learn some way, <laughs> um, <laughs> but you don't just go out and you go like, okay, I like this tile. It's got this slip coefficient and we're just boom, boom, just give me whatever price it is, right? You're going to check prices. You're going to look, well, I hope you would. You're going to look at pricing. You're going to look at um, what the labor install is, right? You're going to, you're going to, if you're building for somebody else and they have a budget and they're paying X dollar per, you know, price per square foot, you're not going to double that price just because you can, or, or just because you don't care, you're going to, you're going to look back and you're going to make sure it fits the budget agreed upon that you're going to be able to provide those materials are going to be able to be put in at least of what, you know, your agreed upon prices or, or the, it, yeah, everything always with construction goes a little bit more expensive yeah. and takes longer, <laughs> but, um, but you're going to try and fit into that space. Right. I, I, I think that when you're looking at how you want to feel and you want to improve your lifestyle, you're not just going to go, okay, I'm going to go to sleep. Okay. Well, how long are you going to sleep? Well, you have different sleep cycles during sleep that are responsible for different things. So are you auditing and are you paying attention to how long you're spending in those sleep cycles? 
Yes or no. I would say that 90% of people you're going to talk to are going to say, I have no idea what you're talking about. Well, that's a big problem because 70 to 90% of your natural hormone functions that are responsible for metabolic function, energy, focus, cognition, depression, anxiety, all 70, 90% take place, especially in men during very two specific sleep cycles. So if you have no idea how long you're supposed to be spending in those sleep cycles, let alone tracking them, uh, you're already at a disadvantage, right? Would you would you agree upon a contract, uh, or or would you lease a space and then work with a client on you know tenant improvement, and they you never give them a budget, or you never even tell them these are the materials you're allowed to use, you just let them go, you know, choose whatever they want or do whatever they want? No, you're going to be if you're on the you know the ownership side of that, you're you're probably going to be in trouble because you're going to eat the cost of that. Depending upon you know, I'm making very broad metaphors or analogies, but think of it that way. As a, as a, as a construction project, you're going to audit these things. You're going to make sure that they fit the budget. You're going to make sure that they fit the necessary requirements and 88 requirements, et cetera. But you're not going to let those things, if you budgeted $400 a square foot, you're not going to pay 800 or you got a real problem. And I, I think that's what we see with men, especially now as we age. Um, and these days and days and age, we, we don't audit any of this stuff. In fact, it's very widely accepted now. And the science is very clear that we're at the largest and fastest hormone decline, the lowest amount of hormone that we have in recorded history. I mean, there was a study that came out in 2020, I believe 2020, 2021. Don't get all mad at me if I got the year wrong, but, um, uh, give me an email or something, but, um, the, the average hormone rate, and we're talking about testosterone, growth hormone, et cetera, uh, for a 20 something is the equivalent of a 67 year old from the year 2000. So you're looking at a massive decline. And then when you dial that back to say 1944, you're looking at completely different human beings. And it has to do a lot with what we call endocrine disruption or hormone disruption in our foods, in our air, uh, whether it's pollution and the clothes we wear, like you and I are both wearing shirts right now. There's probably a polyester content. Well, that's plastic. You're wearing microplastics on your skin. Like there's different things that can actually inhibit your body's natural hormone production. So we don't take into account a lot of these things. We kind of just let it go for the sake of improving other facets of our life, whether that's business, family, et cetera. The analogies are spot on. I mean, as you think about, I mean, you gave the building analogy, you know, 10 improvement where, you know, if the client goes wild or, or the builder does, and there's no communication, I mean, at the core of it, you have to really understand the process. You have to understand, you know, what's the software I'm using to track this? How am I communicating this? You know, what are the budgets? What are the selections? And so, as you apply that to here, when you speak about sleep and hydration, diet, exercise, um, are there certain, because it's going to be different, right? If you're tracking the hydration you have throughout the day, if you're tracking the protein in your body, right? Based on body count and body weight um, and, and sleep, are there certain apps you recommend, right? With technology Absolutely. that's out there. I mean, yeah. So, so what are you doing for someone who says that's listening right now that says, okay, Dustin, I want to start auditing my life. I need to make some changes. Where do I start? So the first thing I want to do is I don't even want to make it as complicated as I just did with the analogy of, of a builder, right? I think just even caring and, and taking, uh, 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 just focusing on it, just even paying attention. I think a lot of things in life. So I'll, I'll continue on with the building analogies. Yeah, I built a gym, um, in 2017, I had no idea what I was doing. I had never done anything like that. I um, took an existing building, had to redo the whole thing. Every problem you could possibly imagine with the city and water department. I mean, I, I learned it all as just basically some kid who had no idea what he was doing. And so I don't want to overcomplicate it. But what I was, why I'm using that analogy is if you just pay attention and you focus and you spend a little, even just a little bit of time, I didn't learn how to do anything. I didn't learn how to do plumbing. I didn't learn how to put in toilets. I didn't learn how to do any tile, but at least paying attention or, or doing the basics and learning about how a, you know, a construction process takes place or even just being on top of it, right. Being on top of the project, staying in, in communication with, 
um, whoever the project manager is or the company, right? It can make a it can make a a big difference from letting it run wild and just at least knowing that something's going on. So I want to take a step back before we even jump into apps and specifics of saying, even just being cognizant that there is a change or that there is an, we'll continue to use the word audit. An audit that can be done, I think is a huge step in the right direction. Because if you overcomplicate it, you're going to, you're going to scare yourself out of really being a, you know, a party to it and, and taking responsibility for the action and going, Oh, I'll get to it later. And it, it gets real scary. So just being aware that we need to make changes or that we need to take a look at how we're living. If we're trying to achieve, let's use the word optimal health or the, you know, op, two words, optimal health. Uh, I think that's a big step. If you would like to take it a step further and really dial stuff in, which I think there's great changes to be made. I think baby steps or, you know, habit built upon habit built upon habit is great. Um, I'm a big fan of whoop. I don't work for whoop. I have nothing to do with whoop. I don't make any money from whoop, but if you're not familiar, whoop is a wearable. I'm wearing one right now and it's a biometric wearable. It tracks your physical exertion throughout the day. It tracks, um, your workouts and you, you put in what workout you're doing, it tracks your heart rate, the intensity, the movement on your, on your wrist, et cetera. And it will give you a calculated score for what your exertion is. It will track your sleep very in depth. I've, I wear it specifically for the sleep tracking, uh, portion of it. And it will tell you the sleep cycles you're in, how much time you spent in them, how much time you spent awake, et cetera. It'll give you a score. So it takes all these cool things. It gives you scores dependent upon uh, how much sleep you got, what your workout was like. It even rates uh, heart rate variability, which is a new thing, but it uh, just means like the space between your heart rate, but it, it, it quantifies your recovery and how you feel. And it's really cool. It spits out monthly reports. It spits out yearly reports. It's awesome. So I highly recommend some sort of a wearable that tracks your sleep. I think the sleep is the is the biggest part of it. If you're looking for nutrition, uh, I have used an app in the past, and I think it's a great starting point. I don't think anybody should live their life um, beholden to a any type of technology. But there's an app called Renaissance Periodization. Again, I don't work for R they're called RP. I don't work for RP. I do know the guys there. They're, they're great dudes. They've been in the business for a long time. Um, I get nothing back from them, but it's an app and it, it, it dials in your nutrition from your height, your weight, your age, and your exertion level for that day. And it will, um, you know, you select what food you're eating. It'll measure it out for you. It says exactly what to put on your plate, basically, and you're off to the races. You, it's so customizable. It's incredible. And it'll text you when it's time to eat and check in your meals. And it's really great. It has, I love graphs. I love data. And, you know, it spits all that stuff out. And it's great. It's, it's really good to keep you on track. Uh, when it comes to hydration, I don't have anything cool to tell you. All I can <laughs> tell you is, is if you're working out, uh, I live in Florida. So when you're in a, a hot um, climate where you sweat a lot more or you're an athlete, you need to increase this. But the average person needs like three quarters of an ounce per pound of body weight, an active human being. Okay. That might sound like a lot. Just try and get there. A lot of guys always, this isn't the coolest or most fashionable thing to do, but carry around a gallon of water and just are trying to get through it. That's a big popular thing on the internet right now with guys like for Andy Frisella and the first form and the 75 hard thing. If you're not familiar, mm -hmm. uh, it's an extreme program to kind of dial you into a uh, committed regimen, I would say, but the gallon of water is great. You're going to pee a lot. It is what it is. Um, but a, a three quarters of an ounce per pound of body weight, throw it in your calculator and figure out how many ounces you need and buy a, a metal hydro flask that carries it and just get it down for throughout the day. Well, it's totally not unrealistic. I mean, you think about just quick math, you know, 200, 
pound person, 150, essentially you're saying 150 ounces of water, just over a gallon. What's a gallon? 128 or something like that. 128. So yeah. Just carry a gallon. Yeah, yeah. So it's just over a gallon for, you know, 200 pound person. You know, as you're looking at this, you know, if, if, if you're going to make one small change, you know, like, and, and maybe look at this for you as, as you've found success here, Dustin, out of these areas, because I think some of us get overwhelmed, right? It's new year, as you mentioned, goals, and sure. you're thinking about work goals and, you know, health, and you're trying to find this balance. Not that anyone's more important, but like easy lifting, you mentioned walk before you run, you know, it's steps, it's, you know, little, little baby steps over time. Um, you know, diet can be overwhelming for some. So could they focus sure. maybe on hydration and sleeping as, and then eventually get to diet, you know, and exercise? Well, we didn't mention workouts. Um, I think workouts are the most important. And there's a few reasons why. Um, I think working out for somebody who's never worked out, I think morning workouts are a key. I mean, morning workouts and just working out in general changed my entire life. I was a super unhealthy individual for a very long time. Um, you know, big drinker, smoked cigarettes. Like I was, you know, average college dropout party guy and workout just working out really changed that. Cause I had never done anything like that in my life. So adding the workout in and especially like a workout in the morning is life changing to me. And the reason why, and I might be different than other people, but the reason why is because if you're committed to the workout in the morning and you get up and you knock that thing out before your kids get up or before your wife gets up, which is really the only amount of time that I have found. And I think it's very consistent where nobody bothers you. If you're an entrepreneur, your phone's probably starting to ring from 7.30 AM to 8 AM to 9 AM. It's off the charts or you got to get to business, whatever it is. Um, and so that time in the morning from 5 AM to 7 AM is typically the most unbothered time. Now, I don't know how old your kids are, who goes to school, what time, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But uh, typically that five to six, five to 7 AM is the least bothersome time you're going to have throughout your day. So knocking that workout out without the interruptions gives you your alone time. It gives you kind of your mental focus time. And even more importantly than that, when you finish that workout, let's say it's 6 a.m. and you're done. Let's say it's 7 a.m. and you're done and you're getting ready. You're going to feel so much more accomplished already at that part of the day that everything else that happens from that day um, is going to feel easier. It's going to, you're going to feel more prepared for it. And frankly, if you're even trying to embark on some sort of journey like this health journey, having to worry about when you're going to get your workout in at three o'clock or four o'clock, if you're trying to work all this stuff out and it starts to bleed into the afternoon, you're going to have a mild form of anxiety leading up to that. Oh, I got to work out. Oh, I got to work out. Oh, I got to work out. Dude, knock it out in the morning. Get done with it. Your whole day will be a breeze. I'm not saying it's going to be easy, but it's going to be a lot easier. So I, I highly, highly recommend uh, the morning workout. It does take time to get used to. It sucks for a lot of people who, if you're not a morning person, but I believe that it's thoroughly life-changing. Yeah, I totally agree. I think and anyone can relate. I know from my, you know, from my lifestyle with kids and work, um, throughout the day, there is an anxiety. Like I still need to get to gym or I need to work out. And, you know, at night you could be exhausted after a long day and middle of the day is hard because as you mentioned, people are calling you and texting you early morning. You can get out, you can get it done. For those looking to start, when you think about exercise, is there a blend? Is there a combo, you know, from cardio to lifting? I know that lifting can be super beneficial because you're burning calories and, and not to get too much in the weeds here, but for someone that's, you know, looking at to create some balance, you know, what would you recommend just from where do I start with exercise? Well, you said uh, two different things a little bit about, you kind of leaned in a little bit about, um, I'm going to use, you didn't use this word, but I'm going to use the word longevity. You know, you were talking about, is this better for this or is it better for balance? Well, if we're going to talk about longevity, number one, a 
multifaceted approach is always going to be best, right? Um, human beings don't sprint anymore. I, I keep seeing this, um, this video on the internet. It's really great. It's like, it, it's like 90% and I'm probably screwing up the percentage, but it's, it's this impactful. It's like 90 or 95% of adults will never sprint again after they turn like 30. I've seen that. Yeah. <laughs> and like sprinting is like, is such a big deal to me. I, I think it's probably the best workout you can do. Um, I'm a lot in the combat sports space and the fighting space and the boxing space. And um, like sprinting is a huge part of that. And, and sp there's something so powerful about doing sprint workouts. They're so, they're so difficult, but the way you feel after is just unmatched. So uh, I'm not telling you to just go right out there and sprint, sprint, excuse me, but there's a good um, a multifaceted approach, whether it's high intensity, you know, interval training or high intensity training, which is scientifically proven to increase hormones like growth hormone, et cetera, which is your anti-aging hormone, your metabolic hormone, your skin hormone, all this kind of fun stuff. Um, Come, uh, paired with a very specific strength training program, uh, lean muscle mass. So mass you're going to gain from weight training is directly correlated to the longevity of the human being. So people who have more lean muscle mass live longer than people who do not. So, I, I, I mean, I, I think to me, even as me, uh, I'm going to use the word audit again, cause I use it a lot. I was a, a high intensity athlete. At least I thought it was for, for quite some time in my late twenties and early thirties. And as I've aged, I have learned to really audit my workouts to, as my business has grown, as my family has grown, children, wife, as I've aged, I have learned that it is smarter to audit my workout and make something that fits my lifestyle yet is equally as optimally impactful in that time frame. Why? Because consistency will always beat how hard something is. Um, being consistent and showing up every day, even if it's 30 minutes is way better than two hours a week. So two just blast out days on a Monday and a Wednesday, and then you're toast and you miss all your other workouts. Cause it sucks. And you don't want to wake out and go do that. Dude, 30 minutes a day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, rest Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, or something in between is going to blow out of the water a Monday and a Wednesday hour long blowout or two hour long blowout. So I think consistency is key when we're talking about balance and maybe not longevity or performance, you need to just start with something that you like to do because you're not going to do it another way. So if you're an ex-college athlete and you miss the weight room, then go throw three core lifts three times a week, you know, on the rack and hit a squat, a bench press and a pull. Great. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, hit a, hit a five by five of those three lifts. You'll be surprised how much your body will change and how good you'll feel. Cool. If you are a runner and you like running, I'm not a big runner. I like sprinting. I don't like long distance, but guess what? Long distance run Monday, Wednesday, Friday is going to blow anything else out of the water of not doing anything. So I think balance, um, it's important to choose something that you like to do and then build upon that. So if it's running Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and you add, I don't know, after a month of that, you add, you know, some weight training Tuesdays and Thursdays or something, that's going to be a great program. This episode is brought to you by Pella Windows. When it comes to building homes at AFT, almost every project has Pella Windows. And they've been just an incredible partner of ours. And locally, Sammy and Adam, they are not only amazing business partners behind us, but they are super close friends. And I speak on the podcast all the time about the importance of relationships, right? Relations with our customers, with our vendors, with our suppliers. Because at the end of the day, I'm only as good as those that help our brand and assist us in our projects to, to take it from the ground up all the way to completion. 
And if we didn't have partners such as Pella, there's no way we'd be who we are today. Over the years, we've built this amazing relationship. When we call them or email them, they respond. They're quick. Their their company culture, their integrity, their honesty. You know, they are always there to do what's right for us and the customer. They can do anything from small replacement projects to large custom homes and even multi-million dollar commercial projects. And also, when you think about their product line, they can do ultra contemporary, historical preservation, and large traditional projects. So for anyone, any scale, any size, they're the ones to call. They're here local. You know, they have an amazing Instagram. Make sure and give them a follow to see what they're doing. So if you need windows and doors, give Sammy and Adam a call. We stand behind Pella. We love what they do, their culture, their brand, and especially their quality. And if you want to learn more about Pella Windows, check our show notes. We'll have everything tagged there so you can give them a follow and have their contact information to reach out. Our clients have worked with the Sub-Zero Wolf and Co. showroom Scottsdale on nearly every project. They make the process so easy for us and our customers with either an in-person or virtual consultation. They have dedicated consultants to answer questions, provide helpful solutions, and offer advice and assistance. When you are ready to embark on your kitchen journey, reach out to the Sub-Zero Wolf & Cove showroom, Scottsdale, who will tailor an immersive, rewarding experience just for you in their stunning showroom. Gather ideas, ask questions, and imagine how your dream kitchen might come to life. All catered to you in a low-pressure and highly inspiring environment. View an array of options and see what they look like in full-size kitchen vignettes. And attend a chef-led demonstration to see and taste these appliances in action. That's such great advice, because especially to kind of tie in the consistency that you, you continue to speak about, Dustin, is that any application of life, whether, you know, you talk to people about branding or social media, right? It's consistency. I mean, content, yeah, plays a role in... You know, it's not so much putting the best content, but it's consistently putting content out there, right? And some things will take off, some don't. I mean, you think about any business that's successful. I mean, you run a business, Dustin. It's like it, it's consistency in every aspect of life. And you can find that consistency. It's going to take time. Nothing's built overnight. It takes time. And, um, you know, a lot of us want to cheat the system. And really at the core of it, it's like you're saying, find balance and turn that into longevity and 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 go from there. There's a, um, if anybody's familiar with the term striker medical, Bob striker, uh, he has, he coined a term striker medical for anybody who doesn't know is in orthopedics and surgery. They, they make knees and they make all kinds of stuff. I mean, they're, they're a massive, I mean, massive, massive corporation. Okay. They're a big deal. And Bob striker coined this term. It's called the 20 mile March. And, um, he would use this, this analogy. If you took two guys or two people and they were going to walk from Los Angeles to New York. And you started them exactly the same time from LA. And the first guy walked a hundred miles the first day. And the guy A walks a hundred miles, guy B walks 20. Day two, guy A walks 80 miles because he's he's gonna start, you know, he's a hundred miles is a lot. Guy B walks 20. Day three, guy A is probably down to 60 or 70. Guy B walks 20. The guy B, he's gonna walk 20 miles a day every single day, and he'll be there. 10 times earlier than the guy who walked hundred, then 80, then blown out, gets injured, breaks his leg, has to recover, doesn't even make it, dies. I don't know. But um, the guy who walks 20 is going to always succeed. And it's because he's just relentlessly consistent, consistent, consistent. I believe he, he, he developed that analogy or spoke about it from a, um, a sales perspective, right? He's a, I mean, he's a sales organization. They don't make the stuff. They sell the stuff. So, um, and those sales guys make a million dollars a year. I mean, they, they literally do. The, the big sales guys, I mean, they're, they're making a million bucks a year. So, um, they, that is a I use that all the time. And we, we've even built our sales process of, Hey, don't blow it out of the water. Just hit a, B, C, D, E, and F every single day. And when you're done with that, stop, 
move on to whatever the next project is and you just do that every day and you won't even be able to keep up with the type of follow-up you have to do. So um, consistency in every aspect, as you mentioned, managing the monotonous, if you will, is um, I can believe we can both probably agree that's it's the key to success, which is where most people fall off or don't succeed is that they're not consistent. They're really hot, hot to trot for maybe a year, maybe six months, maybe they don't even ever get started. And then they kind of fall off the board where you got guys that will just grind and figure it out and do the same thing repeatedly, 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 and they will win and succeed. You only lose when you quit. It's interesting because I, I'm, I'm sure you'd attest to this too, that both of us in our circles have run into very successful people and individuals and, you know, I work for a lot of successful clients and entrepreneurs and, and the reality is they've been consistent their whole life in every aspect. Right. And it's, that consistency and that's what sets them apart from you know the day-to-day -day. but what about cold plunge have you you know that's been a big movement lately is, is that something you're into i mean what have you seen from the no. cold plunge <laughs> no i i've just i'm not i have um like i said we work a lot in the athletic space um it's very big right now in the anti-aging space which is so our big spaces and our big markets for what we do because we, we make a um we make a non-synthetic alternative to prescription hgh and peptides which are just hormone treatments um which and I want to so talk about. So this sure, this sure. is a good lead because I wanted to ask you about bioprotein. So yep, and that's cool. We uh, we can do that. But yeah, we're in the um, the anti aging space. Medical space is half of our business. So doctors buy our stuff and then they sell it to their patients. And then our other half of our business is um, for marketing purposes and and where we've seen to really grab a huge niche is combat sports, MMA, jiu jitsu, stuff like that. Um, the veterans, military, private security. So those both of those communities are super into the cold plunge stuff right now. And I have nothing good or bad to say about cold plunge. It just ain't for me. I've done them. Um, when cryo became a big thing a few years ago, it didn't ever become as big as cold plunge. That's for sure. Um, we had a cryo, uh, a cryo thing. We had, I don't even remember what we call it, but a big cryo tube in our facility. And I tried to do that for a couple of days in a row. I'm toast. I, it's not for me, <laughs> dude. I, I didn't, um, it was not something that was, uh, big enough for me, but also I didn't remain consistent with it. That was something that it just, uh, it wasn't for me. Are you a big cold plunge guy? Is that your thing? No, it, it, it's not. I think for me, it's like consistent or anything. I've actually gotten into the cold plunge, but, but to your point, I mean, I think there's just things where, um, like anything, whether it be exercise, diet, cold plunge, you know, it's that consistency, as you mentioned. I mean, there's something about I've, I've hated cold water my entire life, right? I've, you know, I live in Arizona for mm -hmm. a reason. It's hot here. Like I love the heat. And so doing something that's tough, it's very similar to your analogy where you're talking about in the mornings, Hey, I'm going to work out every morning before work. Well done. You do that. You feel accomplished. You feel like you've, you know, you can, you can attack hard things throughout the day because you've essentially created a mindset where you're already prepared to do so. Well, I agree. I agree with the cold plunge thing of the sense of, I don't know enough about it other than hearsay on the internet about its physiological benefits, but the mental benefits of forcing yourself to do something that sucks is always huge. Um, I, I agree. There's been times in, in my life that I give up hot water. Right. And so just as a, as a mental thing, I think it's probably extreme for some people, but, um, you know, it's a, it's a first world kind of I don't want to use the word gift, but it's a kind of a privilege almost, mm -hmm. or, or something we have here that a lot of people don't have. And it's not, it's no, it's nothing, ex, uh, you know, existential or anything I'm doing like that. But, um, you know, giving up stuff like hot water for an extended period of time is, is mind, is mind opening as well as probably forcing yourself into 30 degree water when, uh, you don't want to every single day. So I, I believe it probably serves the same purpose. So tell us about bioprotein. 
So Bioprotein Technology is a, a company that we acquired. It's um, I own the whole. I'm one of the owners of the holding company that purchased Bioprotein in 2018. And what we do is we make alternatives to synthetic pharmaceutical drugs. So our big hit has been BioPro Plus, which is a non-synthetic alternative to prescription HGH and peptides. If you're not familiar with uh, HGH and peptide treatments, what they are is for lack of uh, getting into it, we can get into it further, but they are hormone replacements for the hormone called growth hormone, which is the master hormone for both men and women. It's not sex dominant like testosterone or estrogen. It's a hormone responsible for your, meta your metabolism, your sexual function, your workout performance, wound healing, injury healing, um, even cognition, energy, and focus and stuff. So the issue with that hormone is, is that every single year after we finish puberty, it goes down sometimes by 50% by the age 35. And so that's why typically you see a lot of quick, fast changes, or you start to notice big changes in your body, in your brain, in your hairline, in your skin, late thirties, early forties, et cetera. Those are just, those are the hormones that are, I mean, the, the secretion of those hormones or the production of those hormones, I should say, goes down drastically and it continues until you're dead. Um, it's, you know, with testosterone, it's called andropause and with women, it's called menopause and with growth hormone, it happens to both men and women. So people will take synthetic drugs to replace those hormones. So they'll take a synthetic injection to either replace the hormone directly. So your body thinks it's getting more of it, or they will take what we call glandular manipulators. So peptides, which will squeeze the pituitary gland, which is the gland that creates this hormone like a lemon and squeeze it until it runs out. And, um, that's what you'll do. So the problem is with both of those drugs, anytime you take a drug, period, you, and I wish I coined this term, I didn't, I took it from another doctor, but uh, anytime you take a drug, it's considered a selective poison, okay? It's not natural to what your body produces. You're gonna, you're taking a poison of some sort, whether it's Tylenol, whether it's, you know, growth hormone, whether it's just, you know, uh, synthetic testosterone, it's a, you're going to have some sort of negative side effect to it. Some people worse than others. So you're going to take these drugs. You're going to potentially run the risk of, um, cardiac issues of, um, carpal tunnel. You're going to shut down your natural production. Some of them lead to infertility, which is a huge thing. They don't tell young guys and they jump on these hormones and they can't have kids. Um, you can mess with your insulin sensitivity, which is directly related to your metabolism. You can mess with your thyroid anyway. So we've produced and created a product that is just an alternative. It's a non-synthetic alternative. It's what we call bioidentical. So it's molecularly identical to what your body already produces. So you can get the exact same benefits of a synthetic hormone replacement without incurring any of the negative side effects. So no injections. Um, we can ship it directly to your door. You can go to one of our docs if you, if you choose to, but, uh, technically it's considered over the counter. It's, it's hundred percent FDA compliant, but it's not, um, it's not a schedule schedule one or schedule two narcotics. So, um, you don't incur the risks and you know, you're not running around with drugs. So, and, and this is phenomenal because anyone's familiar with HGH, right? As you mentioned, I mean, that's a substitute, but it's synthetic, whereas you're looking at the non-synthetic with the bioprotein. If, if someone such as myself or a listener says, Hey, Dustin, I want to get a hold of this product. This is something I want to start taking. You mentioned there's docs probably in the network mm -hmm. there. I mean, how, how are you selling direct to consumer? Is this to docs? Yeah. I mean, what does it look like? You have two options. You can get it. Uh, we have physicians all over the United States. We have national health chains that carry our products. We have, um, 
I mean, I'm trying to think of a state where we don't have a, uh, a physician right now, but um, we have doctors from here to South Africa. We've, we've shipped over 40 different countries in the world and blah, 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 all the fun stuff. So you can either get it from one of the physicians that offer here in the States or in Canada or whatever, or you can drop by it directly on our website. So during COVID, um, I mean, it's no shocker to everybody, I would assume would know that businesses were shutting down and we are very popular in highly densely dense, excuse me, highly densely populated areas like New York and LA and Las Vegas and stuff like that. Well, those are the same cities that had massive shutdowns and stuff. So COVID hits and uh, we had to figure out how to do business. So we spent quite some time researching and figuring out how to build the platform to offer our products direct to consumer. And so we did that. And that was a huge changing, uh, that was a huge change or pivot in our business that actually was a, I mean, the best thing that ever happened to us, I would say, and uh, gave us the ability to not only no longer just kind of be a regional company, but become an international company. And it's um, since then, it's been quite the wild ride, to be honest with you. I mean, the business is in a completely different state than it ever was. And it's been very cool to see the different countries that pop up of all the time of where these orders are coming. And it's, it's very cool. Very cool. So you mentioned that, you know, like HGH, you know, injection, you know, how are you taking the bioprotein and does it change depending on, you know, blood type? Does it change on, you know, the health of the individual, the age, you know, like how, how are you offsetting? And, and I'd imagine is that where the doctor comes in to really analyze, you know, the client and go from there? So you're, well, you answer your first question. There's no injection. It's not a, yeah, there's no needles and stuff like that. We do a sublingual delivery. So what that is, it just means in your mouth, under your tongue. So the way the formulation works is you shake it up, you pour it under your tongue. It expresses the blood vessels in your mouth. So you can actually feel them. It's actually pretty intense, but you can feel them opening. And so you can absorb the raw materials directly into your bloodstream. You'll have some liquid left over. You can just swallow whatever's left. So it's 90 seconds a day. You just take a vial under your tongue, you throw the vial away, boom, you're done, you're, you're, you know, you're out the door. When it comes to individual physiology, I will say that seeing a physician isn't a bad idea. Um, I think if you haven't had your blood panels done, I mean, men, men and women are very different. Women are not physician adverse, meaning they have no problem going to the doctor, they have no problem, not that they have a problem, but they're more routine, I should say. Let's. They're, they're, it's more of a. It's more of a normal routine. With men, it's very different, right? It's like I don't go unless I have a problem. Well, sometimes the problem has existed for a long time. You have no idea until it's too late. So, we recommend and say, hey, if you want to go get a blood panel, go get a blood panel. If you are going to go get a blood panel, which is going to measure different levels of hormone in your body right? Whether it's testosterone, DHEA, all different types of stuff. You're going to want to specifically ask, because they don't do this anymore, but you're going to want to ask for IGF-1 to be added to that blood panel. The reason why is because IGF-1 is how you test for growth hormone. Growth hormone is what's considered a pulsating hormone. So you have to test for its metabolite because it's spurred throughout the day at different times. You can actually, you can actually force its creation through workouts and stuff like that. But anyway, you test for its metabolite, which is called IGF-1, which is in your blood. It's consistent in your blood. So you can rate that number and then you get a number like everything else. But you're going to have to ask for that test because they don't offer it anymore. It's, um, it's very interesting. It's kind of fallen off the general kind of primary care type normal blood panel, which never used to be that way. 30 years ago, 
you probably would have gotten it. Not now it's, they're kind of only worried about testosterone and stuff because testosterone is, is the very popular, very common big business. I mean, I'm in Florida. It's, you have a McDonald's, a Starbucks on a corner, and then you have a TRT clinic. So it's, um, <laughs> literally it's, it's very normal. And, but growth hormone has somehow fallen off of that, uh, spectrum, which is really weird because the science is clear. You have to have adequate growth hormone. Realistically, it's end result growth, growth factors, which is what IGF one is to absorb testosterone, whether it's natural or synthetic, uh, optimally. So, so with the bioprotein, you know, when someone's taking that and you mentioned the IGF one that you should be tested yep. for. So if, if, if you're assisting with the IGF one or increasing that, you know, say a male that maybe their testosterone levels are down 150, 200, 300, whatever it is, you know, and they're not as high as when they're 15, 17, 18 years old, right? Sure. Um, as you're addressing that, does it affect testosterone and HGH? So it can, I mean, absolutely, it- 100%. So <clears throat> we get blood panels all the time, very consistently and repeatedly about testosterone levels going up in men. The reason why is because if if they're only addressing testosterone and they're not addressing the growth hormone issue, like we just stated, it's um, they're synergistic. So they need each other. And some patients do not respond to testosterone therapy. So just because you get the needle or just because you're there's different ways of administering it, but just, just because you get the needle doesn't mean you're going to absorb it the right way, or you're not, you're going to get, you're going to get the benefits you're expecting that that's actually happens a lot. Um, and that could be a growth factor issue, meaning the growth, the end result of growth hormone. If, if you don't address both of them, you are missing half of the equation. So years ago, that was very normal for you to get a t- when TRT wasn't, you know, as popular as it is today and somebody was getting testosterone. It was a pretty normal thing to get growth hormone with it. The issue is that over the years, growth hormone has been much highly, re- excuse me, high, more highly regulated than the other hormone replacements. And so if you go to areas like California, some of these exact same areas we were just talking about, if you can even get your hands on it or get a prescription for it, which would be considered off-label, which is how people get in trouble and stuff, whatever, uh, you're looking at three to $10,000 a month. So it's not exactly the most, you know, mainstream, easy sell for a doctor and say, Hey, you know, you live in La Jolla. Well, maybe La Jolla, you can probably afford it, but you live in, <laughs> you, live in you know, uh, Oakland or you live in Sacramento and it's 10 grand a month. Um, it's tough. That's, yeah, that's a, that's a tough pill to swallow, man. Um, so it slowly has dropped off. Plus the regulations have made it, you know, pretty hard for doctors to prescribe and they don't want to prescribe it because you start blowing stuff off, off label. And, uh, that's how you lose your license. So, um, yeah, that's, um, but yeah, if you're going to go, you need to go check and get your blood work checked, ask for IGF one. I think that's a big deal. So ideally, I mean, that's why you want to work within your circle of medical trustees, if you will, because then you're getting your blood work done, you're checking the IGF one, as you mentioned, and then they Mm -hmm. can, figure out, okay, this amount of bioprotein you should take and how regular and essentially to kind of keep those, you know, those levels up. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, that's exactly right. Right. You can, that's why we make the product is you're able to offer them the exact same benefit as getting a synthetic drug without any of the issues, right? You don't have to worry about the side effects. You don't have to take a needle. It doesn't cost 10 grand. It's, you know, a fraction of the cost and, um, it's safe. Which is huge. So you mentioned that going back to the pandemic, how beneficial it was for you. I think it's, pretty rare for companies to be able to change. I, th- I think change is consistent for all of us and we have to be able to adapt to change. How, how did your business change in the pandemic? How did you, you know, from the ground floor say, okay, 
everything, you know, there's a different way to do business. How has that benefited you now? As you mentioned that you're in a much better place. Oh, benefited me now. I thought you were going to ask me about what we did and stuff back then. I no. was to say. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, you can even speak about what you did back then to make it work, but I mean, essentially you're here now and, and you, yeah. you got yeah. through well, it. So. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, um, when we were doing that and everything was shutting down, I mean, you had to make money. Right. And I am, uh, I, I'm a guy and I think it's just, I, um, I grew up quite, I wouldn't say we were poor, but I would say we were very on the lower middle, lower middle class to be as, you know, as nice and conservative about it as we can. I, it was a single parent household. My grandma raised us. My mom was at work all day. She did everything she could. She, she did send us to very good schools. So they, she killed herself to do that. And so what I was saying that is because I, I, um, I learned early that you just, you got to do what you got to do. And where there's a will, there's a way. And I just never had, I never had the word no ever in my head. Like, um, I, I was talking to my wife and then I'll get to the point, but I was talking to my wife about, cause we're, you know, we have a new child and not that, you know, but we have a new child. She's a year and a half and we're new parents. I've never had any other kids. She has no other kids. So we were discussing things as they come up as the, you know, what, what are we going to tell her? How are we going to raise her, et cetera? And I was telling a story about my mom and my mother used to, when I was very young, we were pretty broke. So like new baseball cleats were tough. New baseball equipment was tough. I got used stuff, but she would tell me things and I'm not advocating for lying to your children, but I'll explain. <laughs> she would tell me things like these are magic cleats and you'll run faster but I believed it. And I really believed I could run faster. Now, what I mean by that is my mother kind of, she didn't lie. That was, you know, that was far fetched. I was probably six or seven. But what I'm getting at is that she never even instilled in me that I could ever fail. That I, she, it just never even came. She would never, ever say anything like that, that she would ever, ever tell me I could fail. And it wasn't, you know, we weren't like the, every kid gets a trophy and you can do whatever you want in life. But the way that she raised us and she just really raised us in a way where I, I never believed that I could fail. I never really, I still don't believe I can fail. And I know that I can, cause I've had failed businesses. I promise you that construction project I was telling you about earlier was a huge disaster. I mean, massive, massive, but it, but it was probably one of the better things that ever happened to me because it taught me so much and I learned so much and it was really cool. But anyway, and I learned everything not to do. But what I'm saying is, is that she, I just don't, I didn't ever believe that I could fail. And I just know, and, and that goes back to what I said earlier is like, you only fail and you only lose when you quit. So anyway, COVID hits, I think one month we made like, and this is, you know, several years ago and the business is in a very different place. We've never actually lost money year over year, but I think that March we made $6,000 from <laughs> our actual no. products. Okay. Yeah. $6,000 doesn't even cover payroll, dude. I mean, clearly, no. right? I mean, yeah, clearly it doesn't even cover shipping. Not for so, one person. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So, and we weren't one people, we had salespeople, we had different things. Right. And so it's like, what do you do? Well, I got on the phone and I figured out how to import stuff from China. So we, you know, I figured out how to get masks and PPE into the country early. Um, now as those things went on, 
only pe certain people were allowed to play in that sandbox. Um, so things got shut down. But why I say that is because like, okay, this isn't working. I'll figure this other stuff out. So I figured out how to get medical products into the country, how to ship them in, how to do all this kind of stuff, how to get the right people. And we did that. And that actually made a ton of money. We, 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 we paid all the bills. We did whatever we needed to do. But because we had to do that, I figured out how to sell on the internet. Now, I never sold anything on the internet other than maybe a Craigslist post, right? But yeah. we figured out and built our own fulfillment center. We we figured out the shipping software. We figured out the printers. We figured out the packaging. We figured out how to sell. And it came with all of its own issues. I had website develop not developers, but I had website um, software companies hold cash from us. I had like all kinds of crazy things, right? But we learned, I learned how to do business on the internet. And I will tell you, learning how to do business on the internet has, I mean, we ship everywhere now, right? So we, we, we have a, a different product that worked and then I, I learned how to do those things. So um, COVID was, a, was, a, was awesome for us and it, it forced me in a great way. And actually, I, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy, but I was also, I wasn't married back then. I had no kids. So like, it was fun and exciting for me to be on the phone and all hours of the night and, you know, on the phone with I mean, I uh, talking to people in China is tough, by the way. But uh, you know, doing all these crazy things, it's <laughs> it was um it was very it was it was uh, it was great from a business standpoint. I never want to do it again, but it was um it was wild and it, it changed our whole business. So um I just we I, I don't take no for an answer, right? When when I was having construction issues, so when I was building that building, man, it was an existing building. We were redoing it from the floor up. And that was whoever's opportunity it was at the city or whatever it was, the building had never been updated. And we got into a project way in over our heads. The everything from the grade of the parking lot to the type of pavement in the parking lot, to the amount of parking spaces, to the grade of, you know, the, the handicap ramp to the, the glass was not, you know, not even, it wasn't even safe, right? Cause it was an old building. So it would kill somebody if you went through it um, to the water, you know, not even ever being able to turn on cause we didn't have the right pump valve size. I mean, every simple issue we had from the city, I would go and sit in the water department. I didn't have building permits. What was I going to do? I'm not working. I'll, I'll sit here until you guys tell me what's up and I'll sit here until you guys fix it. And I did. And they came around and eventually after like three or four days, maybe longer, they realized I was going to just going to sit there and wait, it's a public building. I can sit in your lobby and I would just work from there until I got an answer. And they did. Now it doesn't mean it was the answer I wanted, but, it, um, but I, I, I just don't take no, right. I'm not a jerk about it, but I mean, I, I don't think there's really a no out there. No is just somebody who's not going to try. Well, you mentioned that, I mean, that started from a young age with your mom kind of instilling this, Hey, you're going to have these cleats. You're going to run faster. Magically. You know? Yeah. Magically. Yeah. Magically. Yeah, magic yeah. So you had these magic cleats, you know, the Reebok pump shoes you're pumping up or something. It's going to make you jump. Oh, I never but had those. I, I wish I, I did. Even, yeah. The funny thing is people tease me now because I'm a shoe guy, but probably similar to you. I think there, there what's is your drive. shoe. What's your shoe? What is your, so, you got to have like one you buy every color of. Uh, so I have a lot of Jordans, like, you know, those are like Jordan big guy. Jordan collectors. So Jordan guy okay. and I have, you know, some Travis Max Scott guy. edition. Yeah. Air I Max like are my, nice. I like my Air Max. Is I, every color I can get, you know, I get it. I, I get it. I, my wife and tells a, me all I, the time, you got new shoes. You got to get rid of an old pair. My wife's telling me that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my wife, my, my wife used to say that she'd give up, but like the, uh, you know, I play a lot of basketball and stuff. So of course okay. Kobe's like, I love the Kobe basketball shoe and those are collectible now, of course. But, um, but the funny thing is, as a kid, like you didn't grow up with that. Like I didn't grow up with that stuff, you know, where I grew up. I mean, I definitely, I'd get Payless shoe source once a year when school started and that's my $20 shoe. But, um, but going back to, I mean, you, you kind of you know, humble beginnings, but where does that drive come from? Because at some point, 
there are tipping points in life, whether it be, you know, high school and college. And you mentioned where you just realized I'm not going to take no. I mean, there's a drive. I mean, do you feel that there's been other mentors or impacts or business? I mean, you mentioned, you know, the so, construction challenges. So I wouldn't say that I've had, I've been super lucky. And I think I don't, I've been super lucky with the type of mentors that I've had. I've been very, very lucky guy. I, um, but I think everybody, you know, came along at the right time. And I, I, uh, I think everybody equally in this world is given opportunities. Not certain people are just lucky. I think everybody gets opportunity and they're really great. It's just certain types of people have the eyes to see those opportunities and secondly, execute on those opportunities. Uh, and some people don't. They don't, they don't, you know, everybody has great ideas, right? Everybody has a life-changing idea. Everybody has a life-changing business idea, but who executes on them and then who executes well. So I wouldn't say, so yes, I had mentors, but I wouldn't say that this drive kind of came out of nowhere later on in life. I, I think, I think I, I, I just, I just always had that. I didn't, I always saw myself as a successful individual, even when I was like super not successful. I mean, I like sell all my stuff, barely, you know, three months behind on red. <laughs> um, but I still saw myself as I'm like, okay, this is just a thing. I'll get through it. This is just part of it, right? This is just, we're, we're fine. We're, uh, we're good. I, I call it being willfully dumb and numb, meaning you're not smart enough to see how bad things are sometimes. And you're numb to the pain that you do feel of the bad stuff that's happening. And I, I think that is a key component to a lot of success because to speak on a mentor, I have one mentor who's one of my business partners now, um, who, uh, he, he taught me the art of delayed gratification, meaning I was a get quick, get, make it fast guy. That's why I kind of probably that China thing was cool. Cause I make a big, a bunch of money really fast. Right. Um, but that's not sustainable. We don't do any of that anymore. In fact, I couldn't, even if I tried, right. Government shut that stuff down for guys like me. So it's, it's fine. He taught me delayed gratification, sacrifice the now for the later. Right. And, and all real good businesses forget what you see on the internet. They take time to build. You have to consistently invest in them. You have to stay inside of them. You have to constantly just brick upon brick upon brick upon brick upon brick. And I will tell you that when I finally subscribed to that mentality, the business grew so much faster than me trying to just hit home runs all day. So um, that was a that that mentor to me was a. Um, and again, we, we work together now, right? He's my business partner now. So um, that was a that big deal from a mentor perspective. But the drive thing and the motivation, I can't explain it. I just have always had it. I, I, I have just never not seen myself. Um, and call it what you will, if I'm successful or not today, who knows? But um, I've just never not seen myself successful, whatever that was, right? When I, when I wanted to be, when I was in the eighth grade, I played guitar and I was in a band and we played a bunch of Metallica and Nirvana and Guns N' Roses songs. And I thought I was going to be a rock star forever. Right. And then when, you know, it's, you know, you, you think of these things, but I, I just never saw failure as, as a, as even an option for my life, no matter how bad or low things got for me. It's interesting because I mean, that picture you painted, you know, Dustin, as you think about this, I, you know, there's, I, I'm, I'm sure you're the same where there's a lot of studies we've seen and, you know, successful people, you know, they talk about that, you know, right opportunity, right place, right time, luck, right. You know, you, you kind of hear that thrown around, but at the core of it, you know, maybe there's no scientific, 
you know, evidence, but at the same time, it's positive thinking and perseverance and determination and taking advantage of opportunities. And the reason why people are in the right place at the right time is because they intentionally, you know, intentionally are in the right place. As you mentioned, there's mentors and you're around them and you're going to work hard and be, and, and so those things kind of accumulate over time, accumulate over time. And then, as you mentioned, it's just, you know, at the core of it, it's brick by brick, right? You said it's consistently investing in my business and too many of us don't do that. We don't invest in our business and whether it's bettering systems, whether it's financial, whether it's hiring and training and all the other aspects. And it, and that's, that's crossover for any brand, any company, any industry. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I, I don't, I don't even know if I have anything to add to that. I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, um, that's a hard thing I think for, I, for most of my friends are, and, and we're mentors and stuff like that, or my friends are in their forties, if not fifties, and they're very successful guys. I mean, um, they're a lot more successful than I am. And, uh, what I, what I was saying is, is that it's hard when you're younger and maybe the success comes earlier. Like I'm in my thirties and, um, when you start to make a few bucks or the business starts to spin off cash, uh, it's very tempting to, you know, want to live the high life and take the cash and pay yourself and stuff like that. But again, it's the sacrifice of the now for the later. And it's, you know, a million bucks is great, but 50 is probably better, at least from a, you know, 50, a million is great right now, but 50 in five years, it sounds a lot better to me. So having the ability and it helps to have a mentor, believe me, because I've been pretty dumb and young and crazy (laughs) with too dumb stuff. So having a good uh, mentor that, you know, keeps you grounded a little bit and is like, Hey, you don't, uh, we're going to, you know, you don't want to do that. This is what you want to do and do that. I think that's, that's absolutely pivotal to success. I think having the right minds around you and finding people that you would want to switch places with, right? We all know that adage of like, you wouldn't want to take advice from somebody. Don't take advice from somebody who you wouldn't immediately switch places with for whatever you're taking advice on, right? I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but it's like, why would you take advice from somebody like that? I only take advice from people that, at least from a business perspective, I and in life. I Not that I want to switch my life, but you get what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, I don't take advice from people that I wouldn't switch with. That I don't, Why would I do that? Well, you have no idea what you're talking about. So having people, uh, or you think you do, but you've never executed it. So how do you, you know, why would I want to listen to that? So having somebody around that you can look up to, that you can get advice from, that you would absolutely switch places with, even from just a, you know, a figurative sense is I think key as well. I think that's a, that's a huge, it's a huge advantage. So outside of all the expertise you shared with us today, Dustin, what do you do for fun? Um, I am a combat sports guy, so I like to, I like to train. I like to train MMA. I do, uh, Muay Thai and boxing and some wrestling and jujitsu stuff. So that's fun for me. That's, um, what I like to do. And other than that, man, my life is pretty calm. I like, uh, I like cars and I like my family and I like my church and that's pretty, pretty much what I do. If I'm, uh, if I'm not at home or in the office, I'm probably at church or I'm with my family or, you know, at the gym getting beat up by younger guys who are faster and stronger (laughs) than I am. (laughs) It's a pretty well-balanced life right there between those elements. So that's a good perspective. And we, we spoke about the, um, you know, mentors you've had and so forth. And of course, you know, what you're doing now. So 
you know, for those that are interested, you know, in the bioprotein, they want to learn more, you know, easiest again from here, um, where can they find you, you know, best access, you know, what do you have upcoming and exciting? And then of course, you know, where do we, where do we find you from here? Uh, sure. So you can find us in, um, online, like everything else. I always recommend people go to our social media. We're really big on Instagram. You can find us at bioprotein tech. So at symbol B I O P R O T E I N T C H. Why do I say that? Because we don't run like this crazy sales company and hard push thing, man. We just like to share success stories and, and who we are as a brand and what we do. And that's what it embodies. I mean, it's just, it's our, you know, guys that use the product fight guys that fight with the product. I mean, all kinds of stuff. We highlight our physicians, everything it's um, you can get a lot of information and we have a really good community where if you have a question, you can put it in one of the posts or comments and somebody's going to respond to you. And lots of times it's nobody from our, our side. It's just guys that use the product and, you know, whatever it's, it's really fun and cool. If you want to get the product, you want to try it out for yourself. You can go to any of our clinics, but you can also go right online at bioproteintech.com, B I O P R O T E I N T E C H.com. Oh, it's incredible. And you've been an amazing guest, Dustin. I can't, you can't oh, thank you enough. I know you are super busy. So thanks for spending the hour with us today. All right. Thanks, Brad. I appreciate your time. If you give value from the show, please support us by giving a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you listen to. And I also have a favorite ask. We've had some incredible guests that come on and share their wisdom, their knowledge about their business. So if you have friends or family members that could benefit from those episodes, please share it with them, as well as any other business owners that you're networking with that could get value from the podcast or certain episodes. Please share those as well. Again, subscribe. Make sure you're following any questions that you have, topics. We've had uh, listeners reach out about certain guests that we should have on the show. Again, brad.l at aftconstruction.com. Email me for topics to address, guests that we should have on, and even if you think you'd be a great guest for the show. So again, thank you for all your support and we'll see you next time.